2: My name is Chris Plank. We call our early week edition The Game Plan, and we are stacked. Coming up here in mere moments, Toby Rowland will join us. We got Jessica Cootie on game week prep. Yes, we're talking football. And Patty Gasso, the head coach of the OU women's softball team, will join us after the Sooners have just swept Iowa State. It was not necessarily the best Sunday for the Sooners, but, man, did they come out in a ball of fire on Monday, So we'll roll through all that coming up. As always, thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. As always, so many ways to get in touch with us. You can find them all at TV slash podcast, whichever way you consume podcast. We have you covered there. I'm an iTunes guy, so if you subscribe through iTunes, please go leave a review, a five-star rating. It helps us out, and we truly appreciate it. All right, a uh, couple of notes. Coming up on Friday's edition of the tailgate here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, we are all in on the spring game. Uh, I have reached out to Kenny Mossman to talk about the logistics of game day for the spring game. We are hoping to talk about the spring sale and then the actual X's, X's and O's of game day itself with Dusty Dvorak and Teddy Lehman. Plus chad mckee who will be on the tv call and toby Rowland, who oh by the way is standing by right now so what do you say we get after it here on the game plan
1: the one one to steal swung on that's hit hard down the right field line if it's fair it's gone it is a home run another two-run jet for steel walker and the Sooners lead it 6-3. to three.
2: Well, it's fun times with Sooner baseball right now. The voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, joins us. And, man, what a weekend. I know things didn't end with the Sooners dropping the third game in the series. But, Toby, Skip Johnson's squad is
1: really rolling. It was a um, verifying weekend, I think. Uh, I think that they were, you know, the, the people thought they were good. They started 6-0 and in conference play. Obviously, they're good. But. But let's see how they do when they play a big boy, especially on the road. And certainly TCU, who has been to four straight college World Series, yep. is a big boy. And to go into their house when they were desperate for a win, for wins, and to take two of three from them uh, against big-time pitching, against uh, Luke and Baker, and um, you know all that comes with playing TCU at their place was a verifying weekend, not just for this team, but I think for pundits around the country who are trying to figure out what do we do with this Oklahoma team? How good are they? Do we need to be considering them higher in the polls? Do we need to be considering them as a potential regional host? That kind of a thing. It's one thing to sweep Baylor at your place. That's great. It's even more impressive to go win a series against TCU at TCU. So, um, that was fun, and, and especially the way in which they did it. I mean, Kyler had a monster Friday night. Steele had a monster game one on Sunday. Uh, they got clutch pitching in tight spots. TCU in, in both games would repeatedly put either the tying run or the go-ahead run at the plate, and whether it was Levi Prater or Braden Fink or Connor Berry or Devin Perez or Jake Irvin, whoever it was, they would inevitably get the out they had to have. So uh very successful weekend and now they come home for a, a busy week.
2: Yeah, you've uh you got a little midweek game, you got uh two midweek games. Two you of got them. Yeah. tomorrow with Little Rock, you got Wednesday with Oral Roberts, and then probably I would argue just based on the weekend and everything around it, one of the most anticipated weekends of the season, not just because sure. it's Texas, obviously, but T you add the spring game into it. I we got a big softball series. This is we're counting down to one of the most exciting weekends in what I guess you consider the diamond sports season on campus.
1: Yep, yep. No, no, no. This weekend's going to be awesome. you got the statue unveiling uh, for Bob Stoops. You've got a huge baseball series, uh, first and second place in the conference. Anytime you got the Red River Showdown, it's fun. Oh, yeah. But now they're first and second in the conference. You've got the Skip Johnson factor in there that spices it up a little bit, who was kind of passed over for the Texas job. Now he's leading their arch rivals. Uh, the softball series you mentioned out, about and uh, of course the biggest spring game that we've had in many many years and a concert to go with it and everything so this is a monster weekend coming up it's going to be fun yeah you know what, I, I don't, I, oh, ahead, we I'm need fine. one of those punch cards <laughs> for fans yeah and uh you know how if you get like 10 snow cones you get a free one oh. or like see How many events they can make it to this weekend. If they can get like 10 punches, they get the free tickets for a game or something like that.
2: That's not a bad idea. I like it. I think that's
1: a a brilliant idea. Danny, marketing, you guys feel free to steal that.
2: (laughs) Hey, the one thing I will say is you and I, we've got. Oh, obviously, we got a busy day next Saturday, but I'm pumped to be doing a little TV, too. I I hope that's yeah. going to give us time to make it over to the Bob Stoop statue unveiling, which I think is going to be a well-attended event. I'm excited,
1: man. I think this when is going to be a fun weekend. When's uh, the statue unveil?
2: Uh, let me see. I had everything. Is there a time set for that? I think it's like 11 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. Yeah, I've seen the times, and I don't have it here in front of me. Of all the things, with all the prep that I've done getting ready for the spring game, that moment whenever Toby says, Hey, what time is it? I'm at a loss for
1: words. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Statue oh, dedication. We, well, we can go to that and then go do TV because the TV's at 11.
2: We got this, and then we have radio, and then we have another radio. Yeah. And then we got game. I mean, you know why, on, why we're doing
1: TV? You know why why we're doing TV? Uh, because the, they didn't feel like Chad and Dusty could fill 45 minutes on their own. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. No, that's not true. You have
2: five chances to see the Sooners at home this weekend. Games Tuesday and Wednesday against Arkansas Little Rock on Tuesday, ORU on Wednesday, and then a huge series with OU and Texas on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, the OU softball team is on one of the hottest streaks in the country. In fact, they have the longest active winning streak, 25 straight wins. For Sooner softball, I had a chance to catch up with the head coach, Patty Gasso, after the tough performance on Sunday. Now, you might say, wait a minute, they swept the two games, but – This is a team that has a championship mindset, flawless execution, one hundred percent, regardless. And for Coach Gasso, she didn't see that on Sunday. We talked to her before Monday's game.
3: I would tell you that I I wasn't extremely pleased with the way we played yesterday. And anytime I pretty much say what I feel, I feel the team would say pretty much the same thing. We talk about it. We know what our expectations are. We have goals. We have plans. I don't know that we were really crisp with them. Um, It was such an emotional, tough, and just, I don't know, just a very nice team wins over at Baylor um, that they're usually after a tough series like that there could be a series of letdowns. And I would say that our practices and maybe the way we played yesterday, we're kind of going through a little bit of that. Um, I'm trusting today that we've learned our lesson and that we <clears throat> are able to kind of get back to the place that we've been playing and um, just kind of, I don't know, we just had a long time off and waiting to play this series. And um, it's no excuse. We're just not quite as crisp, but that, again, goes along with your season. So that's what we're hoping today, just kind of get the brightness back in the way we play.
2: It was still pretty incredible uh, to see Paige deal like she did, Coach. She finished with 11 strikeouts in the first game and then ended up coming on to actually register a save In the second game, Uh, you guys were in control in game two, but you wanted to give Nicole Mendez an opportunity, and Iowa State had a pretty good beat on her. But overall, from a pitching staff performance, it was good to see Paige clicking a bit yesterday.
3: You know, it was. I mean, 11 strikeouts. uh, She gives up the home run, but that's the only thing people will talk about is she hasn't given up a run. like, you know, she is human, so those things are going to happen. Uh, she had a great day yesterday in the way of coming in and saving us when <clears throat> the second game our pitchers just <clears throat> weren't one hundred percent um on their game. I thought Mariah was okay, throwing Nicole Mendez out there was almost unfair because we haven't given her opportunity in game for a while, but thought with you know the lead and and feeling when we had a good beat on things, we thought it would be a good chance to give her an opportunity. And uh, she's had a hard time getting these guys out. And they're good hitters. So yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not easy. And then um, the shift worked against us big time um, with the ball when Paige Lowry came in. Uh, bases loaded double that cleared the bases. And then we had, you know, some unsettling times because they were getting them. Iowa State was doing it. Good job of putting himself in scoring position and so forth, but um, bringing Paige Parker in to close is kind of the epitome of what she's been doing this season. And it's it's pretty much um, this this is it for me. Um, I'm not going to play pro. I'm not going to play in the Olympics. My my career softball career will be over when this season is over. And most, I think, athletes would freak themselves out, try too hard, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. She's not doing that. She's just very focused, very determined. And that's what separates herself from other pitchers, is the ability to live in that world and not get rattled by it or, you know, unsettled by it. So that's what makes her so great.
2: Three quick questions from yesterday. First of all, uh, on the fly ball whenever Sid ended up getting forced out at second base, I thought the second base umpire had made a gesture as if the ball was caught. As you look back on that, that's a tough situation for a base runner to be in when you don't know.
3: You know, most definitely. It was hard to read, and I just, whether it's caught or not, I'm putting my arms out like safe, like Mm -hmm. the ball hit the ground. And I think the home plate umpire might have gone more off of what he saw me do because he was quite far away. But it was hard to tell who was making the call. Right. And so as Sid, you're like, out, safe, someone say something. The one thing that I struggle with with umpires sometimes is uh, when they make calls, they don't make them verbally. They just, but we're in positions where we can't see what they're saying or what their hands, what their body is saying. So I wish in many circumstances that umpires would be able to give a verbal cue because it would help everybody understand what's going on. But I mean, that's beyond my, <laughs> <rank>. <laughs> uh, uh, but that was a tough situation, no doubt.
2: And, uh, we saw Kaylee Clifton at first base a little bit. And if there's one thing that I've learned, and I mean, coach, I'm still learning every day about not just this sport, but, uh, how to, uh, approach it and cover it properly it appears as if you always like to have a good athlete over at first base, from Katie Self being over there. And we saw you used Shea. Shea was a second baseman when she came in, and she developed into a heck of a first baseman. But we saw Kaylee and even Aaliyah Flores at times over there just getting a good athlete over there. Is that kind of the thought?
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I just when you're off of Paige Lowry, balls are going to get hard, hit hard if they're going to get hit to the first baseman or through that 3-4 hole. So I like to put a first baseman out there who is not afraid. They're like another version of a third baseman. They've got to not shy away from balls hit hard at them, not shy away from short hops when they're thrown from the infield. So it's usually someone who maybe doesn't have the greatest range, but they're not afraid of the ball hit hard. And then I would just keep switching We we got in a first and third situation, and I put CeCe back at second because she really is a master of – I was waiting for them to call some kind of first and third play, send the runner, try to break the runner to home plate. We were waiting for something like that. That's why I made that change to put her back. I know. I I confused the umpire. I confused (laughs) anyone who was watching. I was even confusing our own team because they're like, she's never played first. Why is she there? You know, so (laughs) I don't know if I did a great job managing yesterday, but... Uh, again, ultimately, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta admit,
2: Jess, yeah. The Sooners responded in a big that, you way. Know, I'm a home football state and obviously on Monday. Is one them, nine and to I'm, one I'm working is on both fall away pointers. I went back. Knight, I think it was Saturday because I tweeted Sooners it after I did. And I re-listened, park in the park, to to night, as the Sooners interview with Paige against Boston And it was. And it's a busy week. Sometimes I couldn't tell which game was which, but nobody listening the second time. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. But it was so funny just to hear them play off each other. Wednesday. So Again, caught up with Jessica Coach just came and just on with us you could tell she wasn't overly happy a, with the way that this team played Saturday. yesterday, especially with the nine to five one in game number two, but man, for Paige Parker as a senior, this being her last go round, she had eleven strikeouts in the first game, I think she had four more in the second game ended up getting a save I mean she's just that's a pretty cool group to be around,
4: uh yeah, and you know I mean you hear it all the time uh you know if you're in the locker room, I think it's maybe hard for um. You know, some people to maybe see just how competitive Paige Parker is because she's one of those um, uh, athletes that kind of keeps a poker face. You know, um, some people don't, some people do, and she's one of those people I feel like. But she's such a competitor, so I was gonna ask how uh, was she? Seemed pretty, uh, pretty mad that she uh, that scoreless streak is is done. That she had given up the run,
2: forty one and a third. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I didn't get – see, yesterday. yesterday's games ran a little long, so I, I usually try to catch up afterwards and maybe talk to a couple of the parents and uh, a few of the players. I didn't get a chance to talk to Paige afterwards, but, I mean, she ended up throwing a complete game, you know. <laughs> Probably in a game where you thought, oh, she'll be out after five. She ended up going the whole way and didn't allow another run, so you could tell that she was pretty – she was pretty jacked and juiced and ready to start another scoreless streak, which she is uh, obviously in the midst of right now. But, hey, before we go all in on softball in our final segment, Jess, this is a fun week, and I know it's an incredibly busy week for you because you have so much going on and preparing for uh, the Bob Stoop celebration and then the trophy, or trophy unveil and then the statue unveil and then obviously doing sidelines and all the pregame stuff for the spring game. But in all that busyness, it's also exciting, isn't it, to really – really have football to look forward to this weekend.
4: Yeah, and I, I mean, again, it's going to be such a big weekend, and um, I got a chance to uh, interview Coach Riley last week um, for Spotlight, and, um, you know, just hearing his excitement about it and hearing him talk about this team and just kind of all the, how the spring is gone, but then also how important the spring game is. And, you know, he's obviously, um, super pumped about the the cast that's coming in of former players and you know the way I know he's really excited about the format I mean that all came out this weekend and I think that's going to be really fun you know actually have a game to have enough people to have a game and um, the way that it's going to go down and and with the former players kind of being the honorary coaches I think it's it's really neat and I think it's going to provide for a fun atmosphere and then you know, they they uh, the Trace Adkins, ticket, Trace Adkins tickets sold very well. Um, so you know, I do. I think people are kind of buying into this still about kind of making it a great atmosphere, and um, it's going to be fun to see. And I, I just think again, it's it's kind of you know the ground we're on the ground floor of what's going to come of this spring game in years to come. You know, like uh, it's it's become it's going to be such a big 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 day for this program in the future and moving forward and you know this is kind of the beginning of kind of making this thing bigger and bigger every year so that's what i think is exciting always to kind of see you know the the everything that kind of starts at the beginning and, and what that we kind of do to continue to make it grow and grow and uh you know you got to think that with everything else that even like the spring sale is going to be pretty Pretty nice this year, given that, you know, going to the Jordan brand and, and uh, you know, what's uh, what's going to be out there to, for fans to purchase as far as the Nike gear goes. And so I think it's kind of everything around it, you know.
2: You know it's interesting because I'm, I'm I'm stalking you, Brad Camp or Blake Kinsey. I want to get one of you guys on the podcast with me this week, and I had reached out. I know that there's a there's a lot of different ways in which we're going to try to promote it on our podcast this week as well, too, Jess. But uh, I was I got a suggestion to get Candace Stimmel on as well too, because of all of the hard work that goes in on the licensing side of things, and this is a great. I mean. I think fans get it because there's always a line for this but i don't think they truly really get how much is probably going to be available this year it's going to be a huge year for the spring sale
4: uh absolutely yeah <laughs> um and and it is every year I they mean, always have like such cool stuff that's, that's available um with the equipment guys and um you know the other vendors but um you know, it's always you got to get there early, and the line goes way far, wrapped around. <laughs> but you know, I think this year is probably going to be as good as any, and if not, you know, one of the one of the better ones. And um, so you've got that, and and just everything that's kind of going on around it. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for this weekend.
2: All right, let's get a quick break. If I can get oh. there. What's that? I can get there. Oh, if you can get there, it's going to be – yeah, I, you might need to get some sleep because think about it, Jess. You're going to be working on Friday, probably relatively late in, in preparing and obviously with a Bob Stoops celebration. And then Saturday morning, that starts at 7.30 a.m. You probably need to be in line by what? Like 5. Uh, and then I'm sure you're going to want to find yourself over to that pretty big OU Kansas game this weekend because of – Uh, one rather uh, important person to you in the Jayhawk Blue that will be playing her final series in Norman. And then, by God, we got baseball that night as well, too. So, yeah, it might be kind of tough to get there and truly get that rest we need, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a big weekend, and um, there's a lot leading up to it, like you mentioned, and we got a lot going on, so... um... Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun weekend for sure. The the Cootie Clan will be here in full force in Norman this weekend.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I, I I love Justice, fam. Excited for you. All right. Uh, well, let's, let's quickly talk a little bit about the baseball start. I know that, as you mentioned, you were following it closely. I was up with Toby and Ross listening to them on Friday night, and I'm sorry. I, I know that. There's a lot of guys to talk about on this team, but just I still can't stop marveling at what Kyler Murray is doing. Not, I mean, to go back to Norman and practice on Saturday. The baseball game ended up getting rained out, but then coming back and rejoining your team and playing two games and being effective. Yeah, there's a lot of great stories on this team, but to see a guy who's battling for the starting quarterback position at a blue blood program like Oklahoma, and then to see him excelling on the diamond, I, I, I just I'm in all of this right now.
4: Yeah, and um, you know, I asked Coach Riley about that when I talked to him last week, and boy, he just raved about Kyler and the way that again, which he did last year too, about yeah. how he handled it because it is—it's, I mean, it's so difficult. Like I can barely, barely get everything done in my day, let alone play <laughs> two sports. You know, like um, so for him to be able to do both sports, it's and go back and forth, and you know, he's just got to be exhausted at times but you know i mean i know that's something that he says he's always done but um you know and then for him to to have kind of settled into it and and found a little bit of a rhythm this year and and you know be able to um produce and and do what he's doing it, it really is it's um it's awesome that he's he's being so effective at the plate and then oh by the way battling you know, to be the starting quarterback as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's remarkable what he's doing.
2: Well, and it's also, uh, you know, I think you see him more comfortable. I think you see that confidence spreading for him. And it's not like a steel walker ever has lacked confidence. But I feel like you're seeing him start to find another level as well, too. Your boy had a home run this weekend. And so I'm just – I'm pumped for Skip Johnson. I'm pumped for this program, Jess, because – when Jessica Coody and Chris Plank were sitting in the camera well doing sidelines for baseball games, the expectation was always, hey, we're going to the postseason and we're going to make a run to a super regional. And, you know, last couple of years have been incredibly frustrating, I think, for everybody involved. But you get the sense that this is a team that's taken steps back in that direction.
4: Yeah, and, you know, too, I feel like when you watch them, it's a different kind of swagger, too. You know, like it's, it's – to win you know and and I don't know it's not that they didn't before but it's like you know again like you said back in the you know a few years ago when you had you know that one-two punch of John Gray and and Dylan Overton and and you just kind of knew that they were going to win those two games on Friday and Saturday um barring anything crazy happening and so I think that's kind of what you're feeling with this team is just kind of you expect that's them to win you know on for sure on Friday and Saturday you know I mean it's just kind of that's what I feel like it's kind of become.
2: Now speaking of that one-two punch that we used to have with Overton and Gray they're kind of getting that right now with what you're seeing from Jake Irvin and I mean this this dude I know you've had a chance to talk to him a couple of times Jess I dig him I think he's doing some special things.
4: Yeah uh, he's uh, yeah he's definitely um, been performing very well and found his kind of, um, you know, found that level that kind of allowed him to, to really come in and, and dominate. And, you know, what's, what's crazy, too, is, like, again, he's one of those guys that you ask people in the athletics department, you know, who their favorite athlete is or who they enjoy working with, even outside of, um, you know, working with the sports. And a lot of them say Jake Irvin. He's very... Uh, involved in the leadership group that they have and he's uh, you know just one of those athletes that really kind of gives back he goes to the hospital and does uh, a and, and visits the hospital um, you know the, the kids at the children's hospital so beyond what he does on you know Friday nights which is very impressive he's also a guy that's kind of got it figured out off the field as well
2: all right. Uh, obviously, softball coming up at noon. All kinds of ways that you can follow it: Facebook, Twitter. I thought that was really cool yesterday. All the availability, though. Jess, you'll get a kick out of this. You know, there's nothing you can really do whenever there's a delay, right? I can't fix it on my end. I don't. I'm not. How many te-
4: people told you about that?
2: I I I've got to find this. I think I was going through. I got a Twitter DM from somebody who was very concerned as to how far behind the game I was or in front of it or which I don't even know if I was ahead or behind it and was telling me that, you know, that's really not proper play-by-play technique because I was missing so much of the action because I was so far behind things and was giving me (laughs) tips on how to speed up my broadcast and how I needed to be more on top of it. And I thought to myself, that's a person that, Really thinks that this is something I'm doing on purpose right now. <laughs> it's like whenever what you have, you had sideways video from one of the practice reports, I think at the uh, in Pasadena, and you know what's going on. But it's so funny whenever you read the comments and everyone's like. Just Do you see this sideways? Is this sideways? And my phone started blowing up with, hey, your, uh, your audio's not matching. It's not matching the video. And then I just cracked up, Jess, with this person that really thought, I, ne- I think you might need to think about doing something else. You're that far behind on the play-by-play, and I'm realizing – that person really thinks that I'm not getting my job done here today, but I think they've got it. I think they've got it fixed for today. But I love doing that kind of stuff. You've done a lot of the Facebook Live stuff. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. In wrapping up, do we know about Facebook Live or anything of that nature for Saturday? Or are we just going to basically treat it like a normal game day for the spring game? Um, well,
4: normal game day became Facebook Live for us, but I'm Good not point. sure. I don't think we are on Friday on this this time because we've got kind of so much going on and because normally we're not doing the game broadcast you know this is I true. mean we have we do like the um, big screen and, and whatnot but we don't normally do um, the actual TV broadcast of the game so a lot of our research will be going into that I have not heard that we are I do not believe that okay. we are
2: well, there you have it. Another fun, action-packed edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Again, Friday's edition is all in on the spring game from X's and dos to the spring sale, to the concert, to the Bob Stoop statue unveiling, to everything you need to know about the spring game. We'll get you ready of Friday's edition of the tailgate. Until then, everyone have a great week. And boomer soon, everybody.
1: This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OUOnTheAir.